1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us here on this uh, beautiful Tuesday in Chicago. Oh Jay Zawoski goodness. and Mario, T- Mario, Hey Mario Lemieux, Mario Tirabasi are. <laughs> are here in the radish garden. Yeah, we had uh, to tend the garden. Yeah, Studio B, Greg is off building a shed, so he'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> We got a lot to get to today. Uh, Before we do, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. If you're a podcast listener, make sure you are following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app. And leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be greatly helpful. I was looking at our reviews today. And we got to offset those one star reviews. Those people that get mad at us when we talk about Uh, children dying. We're, We're too woke. Yeah, too woke. Yeah, too woke. So, yeah, five-star reviews, please. Tone down the wokeness, apparently. I guess so. Um, All right, let's start with the news that came really late in the show yesterday. Um, Mark Eaton of the Blackhawks development staff was a guest on the Blackhawks Talk podcast, them of the similar graphics, um, and talked about the team's decision to take the development camp program off ice this year. What we had seen in years past was... Hawks prospects playing together, practicing together, eventually scrimmaging together. So after the show, I listened to the podcast. I'm sure you did too. And mm. the reasoning was very sound. Yeah, it makes sense. The, the, what what was interesting to me, and by the way, this is a good reminder. Thursday at 2.30, we're going to have Colby Cohen on the show. Uh, he's got strong thoughts on this as well. He's a player who suffered an injury in development camp and it stunted his career a little bit. So he'll talk about that along with everything else, Blackhawks offseason so marker calendar Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Thursday, 2.30, Colby Cohen. But what Eaton said was these guys are in their summer routines and maybe they're not skating just yet and maybe they're just doing off-ice, weightlifting, whatever, that sort of stuff, and then they see development camp coming and they try to, he used the, the analogy of like cramming for an exam. So they stop doing the physical workout stuff. They just start skating, skating, skating because they don't want to look bad at, at, at development camp. And it kind of throws off their entire off seasons. Mm -hmm. So the thought is bring them in, work on the off ice stuff, you know, uh, physically and mentally, and then keep them on their training routines. It makes perfect sense. I'm on board. It just sucks that it's going to be a little bit more time to see Connor Bedard on the ice for the Blackhawks than we were expecting because development camp starts the day after the draft right
0: and that was uh, that was a realization we had after we figured like okay we're gonna go to Nashville all those plans are coming into <laughs> yeah, place right you know well Thursday's day two of the draft then we go home Friday and it was like, wait a minute Friday's day one of development camp like we figured like are we gonna have to just leave Thursday night drive through the night get to Chicago and you know just sleep in the office and then go to go yeah. to camp in the morning like so yeah that that first day being right after the draft, usually day one is not on ice anyways, but you know, the, the fact that it's all going to be off ice, um, like you said, like I get the under the, the reasons for doing it. I understand that. Um, but from a fan perspective, like this is a huge bummer (laughs) because it's, you know, as excited as, as we've all been, you know, to, to see the prospects, uh, that came in from last year's draft class, a couple of them, you know from the last few draft classes that have really like took big strides you know whether it's in college or or junior or you know wherever or overseas wherever they're playing S- prospect camp is always that that week where you know people can see the 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 next generation of players coming through see them up close and get you know access to these to these players that you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get you know we're, it's 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 hard to go to Seattle and watch Kevin Korchinski yeah. and Colton Dock and Nolan Allen but when they come to the Fifth Third Arena, you can see them up close and everything. And knowing who is going to be at camp this year, we we were talking about it. We were like, they're gonna have to have camp at the United Center. They might as well sell tickets and put the money towards charities and stuff. Like it's going to be a circus of of fans uh, and and media as well. Like if they if they had held uh, training camp or um, prospect camp at Fifth Third as they usually would. I mean, we there would have been media. There would have been national media. Oh, yeah, you know, ESPN, Sportsnet, TSN, all over the all over the country, uh, all over the continent. It's probably some international too coming to see Connor Bedard
1: and his, in his first development camp. It would have been a, an absolute zoo. This coverage is going to be unprecedented because you think about it, even when Kane was number one, it was not a. It was a. I would say eighty five percent sure it was Kane. Yeah, it won. But there was talk about somebody else. But Dart is 99.9% certain mm-hmm. the number one pick.
0: Ninety nine point nine 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 eight
1: Yes, has uh, been for two years. And the Hawks are have grown to relevancy after three cups. It's just totally different. Yeah. And you're right. It's going to be the top story, not just for the Hawks, but for hockey mm-hmm. to start the season. Like I said yesterday, if the Hawks and Oilers, aren't the first game of the year next year, Connor versus Connor (laughs) on national TV. It's going to be a shock to me, or it'll be Hawks and penguins or Hawks and whoever wins the cup or whatever. Connor Bedard is going to be front and center. And the idea that just last summer after Korchinski and Nazar and all those guys were drafted, we were conducting interviews with those guys in the lobby of fifth third. People could have walked up and joined in our interviews Tommy Hawk did on one of them. Yes, it was just like it was. <laughs> we could have done anything we wanted. There was nobody there. There was no interest, and a ma- and now projecting that just twelve months down the road, mm-hmm. you're right. I think they would have had to do it at the United Center to accommodate the demand because yeah. the parking lot of Fifth Third is maybe seventy five spots.
0: It's really small, and the street parking right there uh, by Malcolm X College is not reliable at all. No, so. Y- the logistics of everything, it would have had to go to the United Center, and the United Center has their own summer schedule of concerts and events that they're that they're working with. So, even getting the getting the ice down at the United Center would have been an absolute logistical nightmare to try and, and accommodate that. So, as much as the reasoning comes from Mark Eaton <laughs> of like we want to focus on the off ice, on their strength, we don't want to disrupt their their you know their schedules, and you know focus on. Uh, one thing that he did say that, I, that I really did like is kind of focusing more on the organizational expectations of players, because what, what we go to, uh, with, with development camp, we go to the practices, we talk with the players, um, that's just one to two hours of their day. They all, and then it's a whole week long process. So they're also in different meetings and, and going through video work, a meeting with coaches, meeting with nutritionists, um, And they're also just kind of going through these, you know, not as big as the word symposium means, but it's kind of something like that where it's just like, Hey, like, you know, you guys are on the, on the cusp of taking that next step to being professional hockey players. and, And there's, there's a whole different world that that's going to be coming from college or junior or overseas. Like, so a lot of it goes into, you know, getting these guys prepared for like adult quote unquote life. Yeah. And, and so getting the focus on that uh, still getting the focus on that and maybe having more time to emphasize that I think is a good thing. So as much as Eaton put out there, I, I totally believe it. I, I definitely see the value in it, but I also think they are like, you know what? This might be a, also also a good reason is logistics would be a nightmare and almost unfeasible.
1: Yeah. I like that he also mentioned too that this decision was made well before the draft lottery. Just sure kind of keep up appearances sure with that. We're not hiding Connor Bedard from you guys. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure it was. Uh well you know, you mentioned the the nutrition thing and Eaton said when he was in Philly he got traded because he just couldn't figure out how to like stay in shape because all he would do is leave practice and go eat pizza and right and uh and cheesesteaks. Because no one was there to like, I mean, I guess you'd be like, logically, you should know that's not good for you. But you got to remember, Conor Bedard is 17 years old. Think about yourself as a 17-year-old. I was a fucking moron. Oh, man. I mean, I still am, but way more so when I was 17.
0: Frozen pizzas would go down like
1: that. Yeah, like it's not even.
0: They still go down pretty easy. And remember, too,
1: you know, with (laughs) with, uh, Lucas Reichel. Mm-hmm. Having to learn. And it, it was Vlasic, right? Who kind of took him in? Am I remembering that right? With Reichel? Yeah, somebody took Some teammate had him this year. Or was something. it with the Ice Hogs? I thought so.
0: Well, we talked to Vlasic. It might have been him.
1: Yeah, what, whoever it was. He needed like a little more of an experienced teammate to take him in and say,
0: here's how you cook. Someone a little older, yeah. This
1: is a vegetable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i need that class too uh but you know what i mean like it's and 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 charlie the Bacon guy says uh do they teach money management at prospect camp i don't know about that but there's probably I'd resources so. for that stuff i'd hope they'd, think they think about do. when you start a new job like the onboarding process yeah if you work like an office job my six months in management sky point for that um <laughs> like my first week was onboarding and learning yeah. stuff and like how to handle employees and all that stuff like that's everybody your first week in a new job is like I'm not working. I'm just learning. Right. You know? Yeah. So I know it's a little different, but it's, it's, it is the smart thing to do. I think it will be best in the long run for the players, but damn it. Can we just have like these be bedard? So here's what we can do. All right. If the Hawks are listening, I know they are. They listen all the time. We appreciate it. I want a fireworks rig along the glass at fifth third. And as soon as the meetings wrap up, Connor Bedard comes out in full Hawks garb, just does a lap, and the fireworks blow off. You know, some 80s hair metal song is blasting. like Kenny Powers or something, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. And then he just goes back to his meetings. It's fine. I just want to see it. Yeah. Or he has to do media in full uniform. Skates, (laughs) pads. Just wear the jersey. I want a helmet on. I want the whole experience, because now we have to wait. But look, I like that they are, let's say this. If John McDonough was in charge of this team and Connor Bedard was a pick, it would be tickets available now for development camp. Mm-hmm. Connor, but come see Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks prospect. It would be a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It would be a whole ass thing. Is it fun for the fans? Yes. Does it drive attention to the Blackhawks? Yes. Does it help Connor Bedard and his fellow Hawks prospects develop? No, it does not. No. So the emphasis on hockey. From Kyle Davidson and everyone below him has been really impressive. Their patience, mm-hmm. their uh their I, what would the word be like? Their their ability to stay calm when things are exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Level headedness. Like, yeah, they're yeah. level headed. They don't panic. They don't there's no knee-jerk reactions. Well, and when we when
0: we had him on the night of the draft lottery, he talked about how he's just like such as he doesn't get get too excited doesn't get too down like he gave us the story about like getting presents at Christmas and just be like oh cool like not really getting like super you know super intense about you know those things and and I I mean that rubs off on people so it it does seem like you know he's kind of instilling in the organization a little bit more of that kind of mentality like okay like when things go really well we need to you know stay the course and and appreciate what's happening Mm -hmm. but not get get ahead of ourselves and when things are really bad like they can always get better and never never looking at it it was like oh now we're you know we're in the dumpster and can't get out of it or anything like that so that's a good thing too the one thing that I um, am interested about and I have no I, I have no information about this I just wonder maybe could the convention come back? Like, I know that was a big McDonough thing. Yeah. Like, I understand that. But now you got Bedard, now you got these young players coming up. Like, if you want to try and reintroduce a new era of the Blackhawks to fans, why not bring back the the fan access convention? No, there's no longer Taze, no longer Kane. Here is this big stage to put up your 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 new players. I know they don't have those big marquee guys. Sure. Well, yeah. But one. once they draft Connor Bedard, there's your number one. That's
1: interesting because, and I'm not
0: I'm not saying it's going to happen this summer. No, no. I know they
1: would I, they would have already. The announced biggest that. question they have is how do you handle the alumni, and how do you handle yeah, that's everybody from 2010? Yeah, because you can't really have one without them. Yep. You know. Um. You could bring Andrew Shaw in who wasn't there in 2010. You could bring in guys later from the dynasty that weren't on the 2010 team, but it's going to be really hard yeah. to just completely shut out all those guys. And at the same time, it's going to be really hard. This shortly removed from Kyle beach to bring those guys back and parade them out on stage and rock you like a hurricane and smoke machines blowing. Yeah. Like it's, it's an awkward thing. It's an awkward place to be for the org. Um, what if it was just, I think there's a way you could do it that would be maybe not officially the Blackhawks convention, but like, come get to know the new Hawks, you know, like a you showcase or some uh, sort of
0: fan fest, like a fan fest. Yeah. yeah. And like, I know they used to do the thing at Notre Dame too. That would be just, yes. That connection's like that. not as strong as it used to be.
1: Exactly. With you shall not be named <laughs> with the college football team that will be named because they're my favorite. Mm. Um, But something like a fan fest at the United Center, have little inflatables out there, some games for kids to play, have a DJ, have a band, whatever. And have it do it with current guys. Yeah. Yeah. And come in before the preseason starts in Team Red versus Team White. They play a pickup scrimmage game, Mm -hmm. you know, and then guys are available in the atrium for autographs or whatever. And I think that's something very doable that gets the new faces out there. And by the way, aside from Bedard, they've got a ton of marketable prospects. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Frank Nazar is going to run wild in Chicago. He's going to be a star as long as he backs it up on the ice. <laughs> yes, for like, sure. He is a good looking dude who can do magic and sing and like <laughs> that guy's, you know, he's a total package. He's yeah. probably killing it at Michigan. You know, hope uh, soon to be big man on campus. Like mm-hmm. uh, Korchinski, all those guys with the uh, Thunderbirds had like maturity and uh, I don't want to say wisdom beyond their years, but Anytime you talk to people that young, you're like, all right, how's this going to go? They were outstanding. They were great. They had yeah. thoughts. They were thought like this group truly has some star power to it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that's a really good idea is just having some sort of fan fest for the preseason or even if it's before the first home game, you know, not that day, not the opener, but right, right before the season. Yeah, they, begins, do that red car-
0: they do the red carpet thing, but that's not, yeah. that's not like meet and greet. That's just, here's. Connor Murphy and Seth Jones slap their hands as they walk well, by in suits.
1: Like Bears Family Night is kind of the same yeah, idea. Like, yeah. hey, let's let's get people in here that maybe can't afford or will not have the opportunity to get to a regular season game. Mm-hmm. Give them the in game experience, right? Have the music, have the anthem, have all that stuff, and then just have the Hawks scrimmage each other. It's fun. It's at sixty percent intensity. Yeah, uh, you and do, it's a, do it before
0: training camp opens. Right before you know, before all the guys are you know, yeah fighting and battling it's just just a just a half-assed scrimmage but it's it's more about the fans being out there to see to see the players get some access to the players that they maybe haven't had this summer
1: i just think to getting these fans on board with this next crop of hawks even without bedard bedard's the ticket right Mm -hmm. people want to come and see him and that's why people are going to go if they do something like this but even beyond that like get them familiar with Korczynski and Nazar and, yeah. and Reichel and all these guys, Vlasic, who are ready to make the jump or a year or two away from making a jump so the fans feel an identity with that group. yeah, And it becomes a lot – this is what we talk about, the ripple effects of Conor Bedard make everything easier for them. Yeah. Everything becomes easier. But even if it had been two, three, four, five, something like this is a good idea because instead of who are these effing guys like in Major League, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. I met that guy – you know, in twenty, you know, twenty twenty three, he was a super nice kid, and now he's here. Oh man, like you got that connection. Yeah. So I'm sure they're thinking of something like that. They, I'd, I'd it'd hope, be so. foolish to not.
0: Yeah, to yeah, just just go about it like, ah, eh, no workouts. Like it's a it's a big fan engagement um, missed opportunity. But yeah, I'd imagine that they have some sort of contingency plan to kind of make up for that. Yeah, I'd hope so at least. It'll be
1: fun. I, I'm either way. I'm really looking forward to this uh, off season. Um, we're going to be in Nashville for the draft. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are just thinking about Bedard, but day two is going to be wild.
0: It's going to be very interesting to (laughs) one after they make the Bedard pick. Everything's on the table. Yeah. Like we, like they could, they could go in so many different directions and it's going to be really exciting. They might move up on night one. Uh, they might make their pick at 19 day 2 like you know they might make all their picks they probably will trade up and have some movement like they have four second round picks like right away in day 2 it gets interesting
1: that's as we were trying to plan the trip our friends at PHNX have like a pontoon ride planned and there's all the, and they like a, a winery wine tasting, And we're and like, stuff. we're not going to have time to do any of the <laughs> like, We're going to be working our asses off there because yeah. there's going to be so much happening with the Hawk. Like, and trust
0: me, it is hard for me to pass up a, a booze cruise on a pontoon. Hell so yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, a, a wild second day. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know the athletic, um, Corey prominent and Scott Wheeler, they just did a, uh, a first two rounds mock draft this morning. And uh, I was looking at, you know, some of the, some of the players going in the second round and, and, you know, just kind of going down the list of who's available. I'm like, man, like these, like I remember six months ago, some of these names were first round, for, for were first round grades. And now they're kind of slipping to the second round. It's just like, man, like they have, there's a real opportunity to walk away with three, four, maybe five, first round grade players in their first six picks like and that's crazy and they might not make all the six picks but it's just the the, the theme of this offseason as soon as the lottery balls came up in the Blackhawks favor was everything is on the table and all the all the options are available to you
1: well, I think if you watch our draft lottery reaction show you kind of see it unfolding in our minds as the show goes on mm-hmm. we're like what about this? Yeah. And what about this? <laughs> and oh my God, what about this? And now this could happen. And it just, every, and we're getting the news as the show goes on of like the season ticket sales happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. man, it just, it changes everything for them. And I, I'm sure you're the same way everywhere I go. People want to talk to me about Connor Bedard. Everywhere I <laughs> yeah. go, yeah. it's it's all I hear about. So uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. There's more though than just a draft. And we're going to get to that in a second. But first, I got to remember what read to do. Uh, you have Shady Rays? I do have Shady Rays. And know. it is sunny as hell today. It is. And my Shady Rays are in the softball car. Ah. <laughs> so I was tougher without my Shady Rays today. Tough. uh That is a fail on my part. Uh, take <laughs> on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with the premium polarized shades at an affordable price. You know, I'm going to go off script because oh. Shady Rays is so damn good. They are... We got sent Shady Rays as part of their in, uh, endorsement here, and I was like, these are the nicest sunglasses I've ever owned. They are super, they look great, first mm-hmm. of all. They are incredibly sharp when you put them on. It almost, like, improves the vision. Yeah. Uh, really does a good job of keeping the the sun out. I have a pair of prescription polarized glasses, and sometimes I have trouble, like, I can't read a screen. Yeah like if I'm checking out at a kiosk or whatever, and I have to take them off and it's a whole thing. That's not the case with these polarized shades. They're great, and they stand behind everything they do. They have the best protection plan in all of eyewear. It is a full lost and broken replacement policy. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear them with confidence because they have your back long after the purchase, and aside from that, They're giving you a killer deal. Mm -hmm. They're giving you their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 25, 250,000 people. Yeah. Don't sell them short. Yeah. And aside from just (laughs) making kick-ass sunglasses, they're doing great things for the community, providing much needed support to nonprofit partners, across the US through Shady Rays Impact they building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to pr- providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime they are making an impact in their community and others like it now and for years to come those are our friends it's Shady Rays so again shadyrays.com code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses do it yes
0: make sure you before we go to Nashville get your shady rays out of the softball car yes Yes. We're yeah,
1: we're going to need them. The softball car sh- Go ahead. It is very stinky right now. <laughs> I imagine if it's yeah. full of softball equipment. Yeah, we're going we'll to crack the, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to crack the tailgate for a while. Yeah, need to air <laughs> that one out. I brought my Shady Rays with me to Arizona yes. in a tightly packed bag. I mean, overpacked perfectly fine didn't yeah. break oh, yeah. extremely durable, durable. And it was great for the golf course and they come in the bag that is also a wipe yeah yeah, yeah. it was convenient because yeah, i was great. sweating all over it seriously <laughs> I, I like you know script aside like i was so impressed by how yeah, high quality they're really was. nice charlie the bacon guy says he's wearing his shady rays now cool he also uh, said
0: he was driving home shirtless yeah we're still waiting on our bacon
1: bedard day i mean yeah
0: ba- bacon day
1: is uh you gotta put get that on the yeah calendar. let's go, Charlie. And Nate says I've never owned a nice sunglass before, but I feel like I need to now. Exactly. Yeah, hey, you know, Shadyrays.com. Buy two pairs. Chgo.
0: Get one fifty percent off. Do it. Uh, and yeah, you know, a uh, beautiful weather today. Uh, it's a good day to kick back, throw your Shady Rays on, and crack open a nice, cold, delicious Goose Island beer, the official beer of us here at Chgo and Chicago's beer since 1988. Of course, on a golden. Sunny day like today, the golden can of the 312 Wheat Ale from Goose Island shines brightly on their illustrious uh, roster of beers. Of course, they also have the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with the citrus aroma and bold hop finish. Uh, The full pocket pills and everyday beer, what the beer brewers are drinking. Of course, the Tropical Beer Hug, a dry-hopped Imperial IPA with... A nine point nine ABV, dangerously easy to drink, and will take care of you on a nice hot summer day. Of course, uh, in season, you got the uh, you know the Bull, they had the Bull City three one two. You had the uh, the Blackhawks Pale Ale, which was delicious during the season. Hopefully, those uh, those come back when basketball and hockey season come back around. You got the Green Line, the Matilda, huge roster of delicious beers from Goose Island. You can get all of those and more. Some ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at the Goose Island original brew house located on Clyborne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room at Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer.
1: Tonight is a night to go out on the porch and crack a beer. Mm-hmm. If there's ever been one. Finally got a night off, I'm doing it. There I you go. Going to enjoy this evening and some Goose Island beers. Uh, right before the show started, as always happens, mm-hmm. we are hashtag blessed by the hockey gods every day. Give it 24 hours. Uh, I'm going to let you sort of outline this as, you, uh, as yes. your discovery, but our buddy Frank Saravalli with a hockey blessing for today.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> Frank Saravalli and uh, Daily Faceoff Off uh, today published their uh, analytics based projections uh, for their top 50 free agents available. Uh, this off season, obviously, the Blackhawks um, have a lot of money to spend. So this uh, this caught my eye uh, immediately, and there were some really interesting, um, really interesting names and, and figures put together for that list. And their their list was done uh, with analytics from the a, uh, New York based AFP uh, analytics department, which they did mention. Uh, Daily Faceoff did that last year. Uh, the AFP analytics projections were very accurate. Um, They had an average uh, error range of just $348,000 on their AAVs and just a 0.61 years difference on their uh, average contract expectations. So $350,000 give or take and 0.6 years give or take. So this is a very uh, accurate, very reliable analytics, uh, formula that they have for these projections. So this is really interesting. We'll throw the graphic up here. These are a couple of names that have been circulating, uh, either in the Blackhawks sphere or in our discussions about free agents and whatnot. And And another one and an extra one as well, (laughs) just for, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, and then the, on, on the right of your screen, is uh, is the projections from from Daily Faceoff again coming from AFP Analytics? So you got Tyler Batuzzi, JT Confer, Michael Bunting, Alex Kalorn, Ryan O'Reilly, Max Domi, Max Pacioretty, Jason Zucker, James Van Riemsdyk, Sean Monahan, Teddy Bluger, and Patrick Kane. So these are some interesting numbers. Yeah. And when we've talked with Kyle Davidson and when he has spoke to to the media in general, it really seems like he has laid out that they are not looking to go long-term with anybody really uh, at at this, at this point in the game. So when you look at the, the list guys like Tyler Bertuzzi, JT Confer, Michael Bunting, uh, even Max Domi all at five years. I don't know that. I know the, 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 the Max Domi coming back to the Blackhawks narrative has been pretty strong, but the way he's played in the, in the, in the off season, like, Maybe he just stays in Dallas. It's been a really good fit. He's been yeah. performing pretty well. Um, and even on the open market, it might not be as simple for the Blackhawks to get him to, to come back now the way that he's been playing in this postseason.
1: No, and, you know, what, and I said this last week, but exactly what Max Domi wanted from his contract with the Blackhawks, he got. Mm-hmm. He had his year to play in the top six to prove himself as a performer, got traded, performed in the playoffs, boom. Now he's looking at a five-year deal with somebody Good for him. I would love to have him back. If I'm Kyle Davidson, I'm going to option B. I'm not giving Max Domi five years because I don't know where this team's going to be in five years. I'm going to assume five years from now, there's not going to be a lot of space on the top five for a then, what, 33-year-old Max Domi? 32, 33 in that range. yeah Yeah, and that's not a guy who you can move. I mean, I guess you can move him to the bottom six and have him be in, like, a Chris Versteeg kind of a role. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's look, t- if it's, they it's want hard. to,
1: I'm on board. If but the, I just yeah, think... I just There's think, mutual interest. Yeah, sure. I just... I would be surprised if he was going to give five years to him. Remember, the beauty of... Well, I guess I, you'd call it maybe the downside of... The only downside of Bedard is you know his next deal will be a max. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it, unless he falls way short of expectations, which... No one thinks it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to, you're got you going to have a new deal for Reichel. You're going to have new deals for all these guys kind of hitting within a year or two of themselves. So we all love Seth Jones. He's been good, but that contract's in Albatross. It's going to be there for a long time. I don't know how many of those Kyle Davidson wants to tie himself down with. Right. If Max is ready to sign maybe a little more money for less term, and you give him a three-year no movement clause because he wants that security. Okay, sure, I'm down with that. So, what was the projection? Four point seven five. Max Domi was projected out at
0: five years at a four point. I'm sorry, where is it? Yeah, four point yes, seven 4. five. Four point seven five million dollar cap hit.
1: We'll give you three at five point two five.
0: Yeah, I mean that's uh, that uh, that might work but I think you know Domi is, has has expressed that he he wants to feel like he's got you know a, a place to settle with in the NHL he's been on a bunch of different was it six teams yeah. in his career you know he's 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 bounced back and forth uh you know he's done the, the one year one year one year kind of thing I think he wants to be able to um settle down with a team feel like he's got a spot. Um, Kind of, kind of similar to what Andre Th- uh, Athanasiou is is looking for. And and so when he says, you know, I don't... When he sounded kind of hesitant about coming back to Chicago, it might be like, I don't think he wants to maybe look long-term in Chicago. Now, maybe that changes since since he last spoke at exit interviews. But, yeah, I, I think for Domi, he, he might want nothing short of four years. I, I don't know. Yeah, But, um, you know, if, if it's five years and, and just under five million... I mean, that's, you got to also think with the salary cap going up over time, because I was looking at this and I was like, and, and, you know, we were, we were talking, uh, before the show and I was just like, I was like, man, 5 million for this guy, 5 million for that guy. Like, that seems like a lot. And then I'm thinking like, well, in two or three years, the projection of the cap is to, and I know we've said this many times before, but it's to, to really have a significant bump where. You know, no longer is five million dollars. You know, the range where you put pay your second line players. It's where you pay your third line players. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to to see, um, you know where where things go. And and if Domi's not there, then you know I, I go back to this to this list and some of the players that are on there, um, around you know three years or less that really get interested that really get me interested. One of them. I know that we've talked about uh, a number of times here is, is Ryan O'Reilly. I, that projection signed me up. That projection is a really good projection. And, and if he, uh, if he were to have you know, if there were to be mutual interest between the two, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, Steven, could you throw it back up there real quick? The, uh, the, the graphic Ryan O'Reilly was uh, projected at three years, 5.5 million. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair Love for it. a guy to come in and, you know, be your first or second line center. Um, Thirty-two
1: know, years old right now. Yeah, a guy who's been
0: around the block many times, uh, Stanley Cup winner. You know, he he really elevated his play in the playoffs with the with the Maple Leafs this year. Yeah, I I, I think that that is something that I think the Blackhawks could be interested. In. Again, it has to come down to mutual interest.
1: I mean, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the Hawks really emphasize speed, and he's not Pavel Bure by any stretch of the imagination. That's for damn sure. No. But I think every other box you want checked, he checks. When you talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs who showed up this playoff and kicked ass, and just like you said about Max Domi with the Stars, Ryan O'Reilly was among the best Maple Leafs on the ice. Yeah. And I don't know. You talk about, just as we were doing about the uh, development camp, the off-ice stuff. I know we had the incident driving his car into a Tim Hortons, whatever. I yeah. I get it. But there's haven't been any other questions about his character that I'm aware of. It seems like he
0: has turned his attitudes and things in his life around since that incident. Well, and
1: look, yeah. like how different are you from age 22, 23 to age 35? Like, you, yeah, right. You are a completely different person. So people can change. And recent reports on Ryan O'Reilly have been all positive. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's not the ideal fit. But for that cost and that resume and that kind of a profile, especially as we were talking about the other day with Reichel and with Bedard and with Nazar in the future, you've got a lot of talent. You don't have a lot of size. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to bring somebody in. that can add a little bit of uh, oomph to those lines. Yeah, and you know, Taylor Radish is going to, is going to make a lot of money because of Connor Bedard, I think. Yeah. Or Lucas Reichel, whoever it might be, maybe both. Um, but I would like to see them get a little bit bigger. And and again, as that conversation continues, Max Domi, not a huge guy. See, if the no. pick was Fantilli or Leo Carlson, right? Bigger, bigger forwards, then the projection changes, right? Mm-hmm. But with Bedard and Nazar and Reichel as your three top forward prospects right now, and who knows who else they draft this year, you gotta start looking at bringing in some some beef, a little bit of size, yeah, yeah, manly men slapping meat, right? That's <laughs> the, uh, I mean, that's what they, that's yeah. what they gotta bring in.
0: You gotta have you gotta have some some size. You gotta have a little bit of of uh, some tenacity to your, to your lineup as well. And you can get it in other places, but definitely uh, in your top six, you want to be able to have a guy um, who can who can have a little little nastiness to his to his game. And, and can produce. Like, you, you know, you can you can go out and have a, a, a Ryan Reeves, but, like, that's not... You don't put him in your top six. You By the way,
1: sign me up for that. Sure. Just from, from a coverage standpoint, oh, I'll take Ryan Reeves from, yeah, and four from from my fourth from
0: Yeah, from a quote? Yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I I think a, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly would be a really good fit because it helps insulate that, that young group coming in. um, And it gives you, you know, not... And it doesn't give you a guy who's going to walk into the locker room and be like, this is my team, but exactly. It's a guy that walks in the locker room with a resume and, and like, commanding you know what? Presence. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to this guy as a, as a young player. Um, <laughs> it's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a guy who you're signing to be, Oh, here's our new face of our franchise. It's, it's a guy that to come in as a, as a, you know,
1: quote unquote mentor. Yeah. A couple of people in the chat bringing up the Maple Leafs angle of things and, they're due for a shakeup. If you don't know, Austin Matthews is a free agent after next year. Next, year. Uh, they He wants to get that deal done before the season begins. There's a wrench in that because Kyle Dubas has been fired mm-hmm. and they don't have a GM at the moment. Um, but the thought is that one way or another, the Leafs are going to have to move some salary. Nylander, uh, uh Marner. Mitch Marner have mm-hmm. been mentioned. I saw somebody in the chat say that the Hawks don't have the assets to uh, trade for Neilander, I think that's not true at all. It's Rick 89 there at the bottom, Stephen. Um the Hawks have all the assets to trade for Neilander. The the Leafs are yeah. draft barren. They have their first round pick
0: this year if I'm if I I, I believe they do, but then they have no picks until the 5th round this year. And then I I don't think I, I'm, I'm not, pulling it up. not sure if they're in a similar situation next year, but yeah, they they don't have the capital that the Blackhawks have as far as future draft picks and, and, and future assets. And you have Matthew Nyes as your top prospect. He's going to be in the NHL next year.
1: This year, they have Boston's first. Which is 20... I'm not sure exactly the I number, think it's 28th. And a fifth and a sixth. Yeah, that's it. Next year, they have their first. The Islanders third. The Hawks fifth. Their seventh and Ottawa's seventh. 2025 they've got a third two fifths including the hawks a six and a seventh so so rick
0: uh clarifies here doesn't mean that they don't have the assets means they're not in a position to do it i that's what i that's where i tend to fall as much as it would be i think a as much as I don't think I don't hate the idea of the Blackhawks saying like, let's pair Bedard with Nylander or Bedard with a Marner or something like that to go in with, to go in and be like, Hey, here's a guy you're going to play with for 10 years. You know, something like that. I don't hate that idea. I also understand like you have 19 picks in the next three rounds in the next three drafts. Like that goes a long way and you don't need to oversell that just for one player like you can you you do need to continue to restock your prospect system so you don't run into a position where it's just like crap all our good guys are gone now we don't have anything
1: i agree with that at the same time though part of the reason you gather these assets is to fast forward things a little bit and Mm -hmm. what are the odds that let's just play pretend 19 and two seconds or whatever it might be Create someone as good as Mitch Marner right. or William Nylander. No, yeah. Like, those guys are established, they're good, they're ready, they're young, mm-hmm. they're not lottery tickets. And the beauty of having all those draft assets is not just to make the picks, because we've heard Kyle Davidson say it himself, out of your typical draft class, let's say you have one pick, rounds one through seven, you're going to get one NHL player out yeah. of that group on average. Statistically speaking, yeah. 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 Now, of course, the Hawks have more, so they will get more. But still, at the end of the day, like there's a reality. Like, Sam Renzel, a first-round pick, forget exactly where he was picked. But 25th? There's a shot. He never plays an NHL game. That's a reality. Yeah. That a 25th pick in the first round does not play in an NHL game. So while it's very exciting to think about, oh, my God, they've got Bedard and they've got all these prospects for your life and all these picks, you got to use the picks – to get to the to add to your team now too because the chances of every prospect hitting are very very slim even if you right. like them now right I mean go back through Hawks history and prospects we were all very sure about Ian Mitchell mm-hmm. everybody was sure about Ian Mitchell and now he's about to become a restricted free agent and it's like yeah yeah should and they trade he, their he, rights and there's gonna, probably no interest in his rights and he's gonna walk yeah. He's going to be a career AHL, you know, for, you know top pair top guy. Top AHL guy. And then be. your yeah. first or second call up with, with injuries. It is what it is. Not everybody pans out. Yeah. You know, so, and injuries happen and other things happen. And, like, so, for me, if there's a team that is looking to move cap and you're going to bring in a proven young commodity, I am all for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Mitch Murner is a reality, but, I mean. That would...
0: That would take a lot. Yeah. Those, 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 and, and even Nylander too, like those are, those are still deals that it's just like, it's not just, here's a, here's five, you know, high draft picks and we'll take Nylander. It's, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. So, and, but, but I mean, the, the draft days will be very interesting to see what the Maple Leafs do because back, you know, back to the point, like they are going to have to do something Yeah, they and, and, there's a lot of uncertainty. They don't have a GM. Don't know what, what they're going to do with their head coach with Sheldon Keefe. Um, And then the draft is five weeks away. Like they, they're going to have to get somebody in quick and figure out, you know, what they're going to do. And, and with Austin Matthews, he has a no trade clause kicking in on July 1st. Like they need to get his deal, his extension done before then, or it seems like he holds a lot of leverage in what he wants to do. So from an organizational standpoint, that's, that's in their best interest, but it's nice for the Blackhawks to be on this end of things where it's just like, Oh, you know, the Vancouver needs to shed money. Toronto needs to shed money. You know, team XYZ needs to shed money. We will take your money. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, we will, we will help you shed that money at at a cost um, to do business. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I think any and all options, the Blackhawks should be at least listening.
1: Uh, a couple comments I want to get to. Uh, Mike said the Hawks don't have enough uh, offensive uh, talent, more skill up front. That's true. But mm-hmm. remember, this draft is extremely forward heavy. Mm-hmm. And I would expect the first several Hawks picks to be forwards.
0: Yeah. And, and we, we kind of said that going into last year's draft where we were like, oh, they're thin at forward. And two of their first round picks of, of the three of them were defensemen but that's because this year's draft class by all accounts is worse than last year's draft class as far as yeah. high-end defensemen and the Blackhawks have a good number of defensemen that are young and that are projected to get into the NHL and play significant NHL games um, besides Reichel and Nazar you got Bedard on the way there's really no other high-end forward that you're that excited about yes. Philip Kershev seems like he's going to be that middle lineup guy. Um, one, as long as he's healthy and consistent, that's, that's where he's going to fit in. But yeah, this, this year's draft, you're probably going to see, you know, Bedard at number one, another forward at 19, probably another forward in their next pick. Like it's going to be a, a a lot of, uh, and, and the good thing is that a lot of those players in that first 40 to 50 range are really highly rated. So you're getting a lot of guys that when you say, like, oh, top-end forward talent, mm-hmm. you're talking about guys that could eventually project to play in a top-six role into the second round. So that's really uh, valuable for the Blackhawks. And I
1: think Bijan, might have been someone else, had a comment about trading for Matt Murray uh, for the Leafs. That's the one thing I think it was Grant there uh, that might be off the table. Because you've got Mrazik, you've got Soderblom, last year. <laughs> you've got Camesso. <laughs> They're pretty set in goal. Now, I know is not proven. Sauterbloom isn't proven yet, of course, but I think bringing a long-term problematic goaltender contract, I don't know how much that interests them. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see, Matt Murray. And you're not, not going to... Oh, he's only got one year left. Yeah. It'd okay. be You'd have two former <laughs> Leafs goalies that were dumped off yeah. uh, on one-year deals. Yeah. Uh,
1: Four point six eight seven five for uh, yeah Emery next year.
0: I mean, I get it. They have a lot of money that they need to spend, but I don't see the Maple Leafs doing that again with the Blackhawks. Um, they might go elsewhere to maybe try and.
1: Plus, I don't get that money. Think, off think you're books. gonna see the Leafs trading assets, draft assets anymore? Right. Maybe they don't have of, it, maybe it's part of a package deal.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they they talk about some of their prospects in, in a deal like that, but I don't see them going to the Blackhawks for it. And it, and yeah, I think the Blackhawks seem they they sound a little committed to um, giving Arvid Soderblom a bit of a promotion in playing time, which would mean being in the NHL.
1: Yeah, that, that's how you develop. And he's going to be, as things are now, however you want to label him, one A or one B. One A, one B. I would imagine yeah. a complete split with Mrazek at this point. Yeah. So. Uh, and he's ready. They've He's taken his time. He's played in Rockford. He had to come up here and play probably more than they would have liked because of injury, but um, they do project him as an NHL goalie and a starter. So now's his shot. That yeah. was going to be his chance. And, you know, Camesso's right there nipping at his heels. And, hey, and Jackson Staubers limited time here, I think it went a lot better than people expected it to it go. It did, yeah. He was pretty good. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just – Maybe if it wasn't Bedard, these things would be a little more, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it does accelerate things a little bit. As much as they say it, it shouldn't and it won't and they're not going to stray from their plan, they're kind of obligated to.
0: it. I think it, it changes things uh, to a degree. I think if, 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 if they had stayed at number three or gone down to four or five um, in the draft lottery... I think you're, you, we're, we're not talking about any changes to the rebuilding plan. We're talking about next season, you know, whoever they selected not being in the roster. Um, it's, you know, we're talking about next season basically being like the Lucas Reichel show. And and that we're talking about a team that's likely going to, again, piecemeal together a roster like they did this year with players that are probably out after, you know, 50, 60 games. Um, with Bedard, you get a player who's jumps right into the nhl um you get a guy who's you know a focal point of your team probably going to be the focal point of the team for maybe his entire career who knows um and and yeah it changes it so you you do have to have a little bit of flexibility with with your development plans and and the development plan i think is it's still on an individual basis. Cause you're not, you can't have all these, you can't say just because Bedard's in the NHL next year. Well, now Kevin Korczynski has to be, well, he, he no, doesn't have yeah, to be, he doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't have to push anybody until they're ready. And having Connor Bedard gives you that flexibility. kind of, he, he kind of gives you leash uh, in, in some, in developing some of these guys where it's just like, okay, he's, he's here now. So it's, it, Kind of satisfies that need to see like your top player progressing and moving forward. You'll you'll see him immediately, so that allows for guys maybe like a Nolan Allen or an Ethan Delmastro or a Colton Doc, like these guys that are probably going to be in Rockford next year. It's not going to be like well they have to play in Rockford and then get to the NHL in one season. You can say like well they played all year in Rockford as as a twenty year old you know kid twenty one twenty twenty one years old, um, getting their first taste in 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 professional hockey like it gives you a little bit of leash so i think it it changes it in what you kind of do around connor bedard but i don't think it changes it as as much as you know the timelines that you're looking at some of these players
1: yeah remember uh duncan keith played two full seasons in norfolk before coming to chicago yeah and brent
0: brent seabrook played what i think four years of junior and then and then came to the nhl something like that or because i don't think he played in the ahl
1: one, two, three, four, five years with Lethbridge. Now that first year was only four games, but yeah, so four full seasons. Yeah, then uh, three games with Norfolk, then to Chicago, right? So,
0: so, so the so the idea that you know, especially with Korchinski, I know someone was asking about Korchinski in the chat, um, especially with him. Like he's a young, he's he's he was I one of the if not the youngest in his draft class last year. Yeah. So while he's had two full seasons. In, in juniors he still can go back and and get plenty of of development time and plenty of uh um you know benefit from from being back with Seattle for one more year being able to play with Canada at the world juniors being able to be you know still kind of physically develop before being thrown onto the NHL ice and be like here play 18 19 minutes
1: yeah and when Mark Eaton spoke yesterday on on the on the Blackhawks talk podcast he said like these guys have to be ready, not just for the NHL season, but for the playoffs, too. Like, can Kevin Korchinski right now handle Matthew Kachuk bearing down on him on the wing? We don't know the answer to that yet.
0: I think the answer is probably it's no.
1: probably not. Yeah. Exactly. So I think what happens, this is our official statement, on Kevin Korchinski will get a little poster made. <laughs> yeah. We believe he will start the season here and then go back to the Western Hockey League before yep. his, they burn that first year of his contract. Yeah. That's what it, and that's I think it's eight games, nine games. So um, I would think you will see him play in the NHL this year, but not full time. Yeah. Um, and I think Eden also went out of his way to sort of mention how we really like the approach with Vlasic, where Vlasic two years ago finished the season, played well, spent most of the year in Rockford, came up at the end of the year to play a few games, and went back to Rockford for the playoffs. It sounds like the identical plan for Wyatt Kaiser. Yeah. Who came up, played well, looked good, back to Rockford, and and he'll play the entire year in Rockford. That's what year. I
0: that's what I would figure would would be the case for him too. And I think that opens up, you know, a, an opportunity for a guy like Isaac Phillips, guy like Alec Regula, um, who played, the, both of them played almost all of this year with Rockford, a few games with the Blackhawks, and and they're kind of on that on that cusp of like, okay, what are you going to be? You know, are you going to take that next step, or you know, are you are you going to kind of get stuck in the, uh, in the middle ground between the NHL and the AHL. So there's, yeah, I mean, the, the opportunity is there for some of the, the young defensemen. So, um, that's good to see. And, 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 I think it's, it's good to have that, that patience in that timeline. You know, we talked about it before, you know, uh, Yoki Haru, Boquist, Doc, um, Kirby Doc, uh, getting those guys into the NHL so early, kind of backfired
1: yeah and and frank nova says that in the chat he doesn't think that you know Korczynski playing in the western hockey league is going to help him develop neither is getting scorched every shift by nhl studs Yeah, you don't want to scorch the court you know you don't you don't want you don't want kids struggling and barely hanging on no for what what is that what does that accomplish for them right and another hawks team that despite Connor bedard being here will not be a playoff team Will, will be a near lottery pick barring some sort of major acquisition, like we're talking about Marner or Nylander or something like that. Um, Yeah, I think – see how and look, Bernard uh, – I'm sorry, Eaton said yesterday, like, we'll know. They'll show us when they're ready. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll we'll know. Like, we're not going to hold a guy back simply to hold him back, but unlike the predecessor – They're not going to call a guy up just because, Yeah, you know, so. They're not
0: going to say, it's your time now, go do it. It's like the the player has to prove it to them.
1: And not every player's development plan will be identical, nor Mm -hmm. should it be. Yeah. You know, guys have different attributes and they need to be. uh, Everyone develops a little bit differently. We've got a super chat from our buddy, young dangle God, who says, I can't wait to see Kaner come back to Chicago. Uh, Yes. At three by seven, five, seven.
0: I'm glad that he gave us his dollar. Yeah, at yeah. five seven five,
1: rather. So let's go it's back like, to
0: you know. the uh, to the graphic and to the free agency board here that we've concocted. And This is from again from uh, Daily Face Off, Frank Saravali, with uh, the help of AFP Analytics. You see at the bottom there of your screen, Patrick Kane. The projection is three years, five point seven five, which is a significant uh, pay reduction from his ten point five million dollar. Uh, contract that he uh, earned with the Blackhawks and for a short time with the Rangers (sighs) that uh, projection and that number um, the door is closed on Patrick Kane uh, from the organization but seeing that number and 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 seeing that term I think is going to get a lot of people saying well why wouldn't he come back Three years with Conor Bedard and, and at that kind of price and all this, I, I, it's enticing. I get it. The organization and Kyle Davidson, they have they have shut the door behind uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze as they have walked out of the United Center. I, it's, it's not going to happen even as enticing as that term and that money would be for Patrick Kane on the back half of his career.
1: Yeah, um, you mentioned it with Ryan O'Reilly. He comes in with a presence, but he doesn't come in with, this is my locker room. Mm -hmm. Patrick Kane comes with, this is my locker room. And we talked to Alex Vlastic earlier uh, during the Rockford's playoffs, and he said, like, with Kane and Taves in there, there was a little bit of, like, walking on eggshells, not because they were dicks or bad leaders or anything like that, but it's just, oh, my God, that presence of those guys in this room, in that sweater, it was
0: a lot. It's harder to find your voice when there's already voices that will speak up that are l- louder than you. yeah. So I, so I get it from that perspective as well with what the team is trying to do to be like, Hey, we want our, our new players, our young players to, you know, find their leadership opportunities. It's not going to happen with, with Patrick Kane in the locker room.
1: I agree with that. Um, the other one I wanted to mention too, before we wrap up the show, um, this little uh, magic nugget thrown to us by Frank Saravalli. JT Comfer was a guy that yes. we've all talked about <laughs> and I love him as a stopgap and nothing against him but I don't got 5 years for JT Comfer.
0: 5 years at a projected 5.3 million dollar AAV. Like like I said, like as the salary cap will go up, that 5 million range is what you're going to start seeing for your, you know, your middle six, you know, second line, third line players. But yeah, 5 years at you know, for going to be into his 30s jt comfort at five five almost five and a half million dollars i mean that's that's quite the investment to make and and again i go back to i don't think the blackhawks are looking to make any kind of uh offseason moves extensions uh, signings anything beyond three years i think they're they're likely going to look at guys for a year two years at at most. Um, maybe maybe players who are looking to cash in on on the Max Domi route. The yeah exactly the Mac, the Max Domi route. The what was supposed to be the Andreas NSCU route, where you come in, you play an elevated role that you aren't going to maybe get elsewhere, and now you get the added bonus of playing with Connor Bedard might boost your numbers a little bit. And then you get dealt to a, a contender at the deadline. There are a few players on this list that really interest me with one year projections. Yeah. If you want to pop that up one more time, Stephen, Um I know we're going back and forth here. Um Max Pacioretti uh projected one year one point one five. That's David Camp territory yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh Max Paci, he of the double busted Achilles, um maybe looking for an opportunity to just play some minutes, stay healthy, you know, and 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 see if you know he's still got some juice left. That's very intriguing to me. That's a guy who's been a captain in multiple places. Like yep. that is, that is a very uh, intriguing option out there. Uh, another, uh, another one on there for one year, 1.8 million is James van Reemsdyke famously picked behind Patrick Kane in that 2007 draft. Uh, you know he doesn't really have a a lot left in the tank but he's still got some some left in the tank you play him in a top six power forward role that gives you some size up there along with Taylor Radish uh, to again insulate that top six Um, and then one more on there again another guy who's had some injury issues but when he's healthy he is a very effective player Sean Monahan one year two million dollar projection those interest me I don't obviously all of them aren't aren't going to happen at one time. If they did, that'd be really weird. But that I was, I was talking about, I was like, if they got all three of those guys on one year deals in yep. that one, you know, one and a half, $2 million range, that's a very weird Blackhawks team. Cause it's like, we might actually be like one of the best bottom third teams and then sell everybody off. And then it's like, the worst, that they're the best. They might end up finishing in the lottery. Is like, oh, we have the tenth best odds. Like, it's such a weird team
1: that yeah. they could construct. That, that way. could be your that could be your second line. Yeah, exactly. Patrani, <laughs> Monahan, and JVR. Yeah, yeah. I, hey, I'm I'm. That's the sort of thing. Like, and these guys are going to look at what Max Domi did. Like, that was very savvy by Domi to do that. It went like, it went well. It went great for him. Mm-hmm. And now you add Connor Bedard into the mix. Dudes are going to get points because someone has to. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: and and I think playing for Luke Richardson, he established himself as a competent head coach in his first year. I think that will also
1: attract some players. They have nothing but options. Please fast forward me to draft (laughs) night. (laughs) All right, we're gonna wrap things up, but first, we want to remind you that the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve by helping manage energy saving, energy usage, rather, and lower energy bills now and into the future.
0: That's right, Jay and Steven. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Tell me more. I will tell you more. Thank you. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, Stephen, do not wait. Yeah, Stephen. Get get started saving money. Take notes. Get started saving money and energy and your money today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, Jay, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz.
1: Is that comed.com slash
0: poweringbiz? It is, Jay. comed.com slash poweringbiz. Schedule your appointments
1: today. I will. I'm going to do that. Sounds good. As soon as the show is over. And guess what? The show's over. Thanks for being with us. Hey, tons of new names in the chat today. We like that. That's great. Love to see that. A lot of people asking questions we've answered many, many times. A great way, if you're new to the podcast, is to go check out some Mailbag Monday episodes.
0: last two Mailbag Mondays will probably answer all the questions you had.
1: Yes, because we get a lot of the same questions a lot, and that's great because there's only so many stories about the Blackhawks happening right now. (laughs) But those Mailbag Mondays are a really good way to catch up on... Taves, Kane, Korchinski, mm-hmm. Yadi, a Domi. A lot, of, a lot of people coming in saying, what about this? What
0: about this? All the Bedard questions.
1: Yeah, check the yeah. Mailbag Monday episodes and check out all of them. And hey, you found it today. We appreciate you. Tell a friend and make sure on your way out, you smash that like button for us and subscribe to our YouTube page. Reminder, tomorrow's Wednesday. Greg is back. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we're on at 2. At 2.30, we're going to chat with Blackhawks analyst Kobe Cohen mm-hmm. about all things Blackhawks.
0: And we are we yes to get our uh, Seattle Thunderbird trio back on the show before they head to Kamloops for the Memorial Cup. I'll so take
1: two, I'll take one, I'll take three, bring them on. We're efforting. Also, happy birthday to Steven, who had his 30th this oh, weekend. thank
0: you, guys. A big 30. Way to
1: go. He survived. And you're 30 fairly... and you got injured golfing. I did. And is... how... Welcome. Welcome to your 30s, buddy. <laughs> the Just standard wait... putter jammed into chest injury, yeah. Just wait yes. till your 40s That'd... when you get hurt doing nothing. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you all tomorrow at 2. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up for Mario. I'm Jay. Greg's back tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.